direct online programs, there's nothing there. So I think that's what we really took on. It's been so gratifying to see an idea come to life and see 25 powerful men go through this curriculum that we've created. You actually have to have a real fucking bond. Wow, this is really moving your life. We're back. <laughs> With Christo, we're back on the podcast, bro. Have you been on the podcast before? I think we did like an audio one. And I don't think yeah. we ever did a, Yeah, we did an audio one, yeah. Just an audio back one. Back in like 2020. Good to have you back on here, bro. Good to be here, Now we're bro. in Tulum together right now, living like kings, working on our, our purpose, our mission. And we wanted to sit down and just record some of the, the things that are most present for us right now in our life. And as we're diving deep into our, our learning and exploration into the field that we're in, which is right now men's work, men's personal development. We wanted to capture a conversation and just share some insights with all the beautiful people watching or listening and hopefully expand some minds, expand some souls as well. How are you feeling today, mate? Feeling great. This yeah. has been long in the making and I feel like we've been purposely trying to push the envelope but to the quality of the conversations, what's pressing, what's worthless, what's worthwhile. And since it's been happening in the background, I'm really excited to actually record it and see if we could share and others resonate with this. 100%. Because sure. now it's more of like an open slather conversation, whereas in the past, you know, three months ago, we sat down and recorded 12 modules, 12 <laughs> videos for the men's program that we're facilitating together. So now we get to bring a lot of that together and just like mesh it all and allow this conversation to flow to, to where it needs to go. So for those that don't know, Augusto and I run a transformational men's program called The Path, where we're about to finish the first round of it. And it's been so gratifying to see Jenner. an idea come to life and see 25 powerful men go through this curriculum that we've created. And have you felt, I guess, stepping into the role of being a head coach and seeing men go through just this, this, these ideas Seriously. that we had? It's been surreal. It really has been surreal. I actually have to dive in and hear their stories and hear their perspective to be impacted by like, wow, this is really moving your life because we put out so much effort and we we're like just observing and leading from the from the outer edges. But if you we go into the community, we go into the chats, we go into the one on one calls and hear about how their life's changing. It's so the not only how their life is changing, but also what's going on at a level of brotherhood and the kind of support and accountability. I think for me, that is gratifying. You said the word gratifying, I said the word gratifying. Mm -hmm. That's a very fulfilling to be able to, especially because it's global. Like there's yeah. guys from every single time zone, every single time zone, every single race, every single religion. So it's fucking wonderful to see everybody come together and like, we're on this path. What does accountability look like? What does support look like? What does growth while calling out the bullshit, while being hyper-focused and unlocking potency, right? Like everybody with the same aim, which is like unlocking potency. Big time. Yeah. And we saw a gap in the market, particularly so, in the men's space of men having spaces where they can come in and go through a transformational support system that allows them to open up about certain things, but sure. also be guided on a path to help them uncover more of what it means to be masculine in sure. a sense. And after running my coaching business now for three years and running a couple of men's programs before reuniting with you in Toronto, I've noticed how expansive and how much I was missing by trying to do it on my own. Mm. And after having you come on board and we work so well together because we kind of feed off each other's True. insights and you had gone down a very particular path in your, your learning and growth. And I went down my particular path and bringing it together has allowed such a greater level of clarity of what's needed out there, mm -hmm. you know, what's missing and what's needed and how we can start to fill that gap for men who are coming into 
my sphere or coming Damn. into my ecosystem through the content that I'm making. So I'd love for you to, I guess, share what you perceived was the gap that was missing in like the manosphere or the men's personal development space right now that we've, we're seeking to fulfill throughout, through our work. I think the starting point is, is the star power that the coaching world has come to, right? And what has turned is, it's turned into coaches basically developing their own self-based program, their own self-based services and offerings. And I think that's great. And it's a good starting point. And then you go, you're following and you start building on. So you have like a multitude, I guess, a surplus, almost in excess of programs that are by design, you know, matched to the coach. And what I realized is, first of all, a lot of it is refurbishing of the same thing, just like changing the language. And secondly, you'd have the fact that there's only so much to be done if you follow the guru, right? Like the concept of like following the guru. And I think what was, what's been missing all along is the horizontal approach. And the horizontal approach means that brotherhood, that support network. Again, programs, there's an abundance of them. There's online programs, 30 days, 90 days, year long, weekend long. But the fact that you like enter and go into something and just absorb mentally, and you're like getting this intellectual insights, but there's no support system to ensure that you're taking action as so you're delivering with accountability, with results, that if you fall off the wagon, you, you're picked up back on, that you're not allowed to self-isolate. And all these things, when you're talking about one, you know, direct online programs, there's nothing there. And so I think that's what we really took on. It's like, what's this, this experiment of like, it may seem that it's a coaching program or some sort of like you're learning, but really what you're, you're joining is like the brotherhood. You're joining an, an ecosystem of support, of excellence, of potency. And that is, it's especially as we filter it more than like, you actually have to have a real fucking bond, like real fucking bond. We've already seen in some guys that are meeting up and then lifelong friendships, lifelong friendships, lifelong brotherhoods, which is higher than friendships. Hmm, 100%. Yeah, I think back to the first program that I've ever invested in and I paid two and a half K and it was all an online course on like how to start your own consulting business and things like that. And it was all video content, videos and exercises and stuff like that. And what was missing was the community mm. element of where I could really lean on people and get support and, and get like feedback really. True. And that's what we've noticed is the key differentiator for most programs is the level of community involvement. Mm -hmm. And what we've tried to create is something that men can come in and not just learn content, but also apply it and have the spaces where they can come in and open up about what's, what's really going on in their True. lives. And I, I believe that's absolutely essential for all men to have that. True. And it's a commonality that we've noticed and I've noticed because I've been through it, is trying to do everything on your own as a man, trying to really just like, oh, I've got it, I can handle it, or I don't need mm -hmm. support, I can do it. True. What do you feel like, or what have you noticed starting <laughs> to unlock, particularly in the men who have come through the program, when there's a support system, when there's, yeah, someone they can open up to about what's actually going on in life? What do you think that unlocks? In a mm. I think it's something new. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what, what, why this is so hard to detect. Because we're doing solo work and we're self-policing, we're trying to keep our own promises to ourselves and that we're our own authority. And because we don't have good integrity, we're constantly failing. And so we're stuck on this loop and we do not know ourselves as someone that gives our word to others and it's coachable and requests feedback. And it's like, hold me accountable to this. And so when you say it's like what unlocks, it's actually something new for every single person because we just don't live like that. Mm -hmm. And so part of like entering this is like access into, I'm going to be coachable. I want feedback, I'm gonna give my word, and I wanna be called out. That's what it is. And why is it unique? Why is it different per person? Is because you've never been called out, so you, your triggers are individually yours. Your defense mechanisms are gonna, for me, they're gonna be different. If the brother that's telling you is saying it in a, 
like too rude or not lovingly enough, you're going to get triggered differently. Both of us, right? Mm -hmm. To answer potency, like it's like potential actually opens up because now you have mirrors around you that are like feeding you to like, you go in a flow and so you don't have to rely on yourself on the meditation because you have others that got your back yes. to where you think you go. Let me pick you right back up. Yeah, that's it. And we spoke, I just mentioned masculinity, men discovering their masculinity. And you can ask like, what does that really mean? What does it mean for a man to step into his masculinity? And it really comes back down to what she just shared, which is being held accountable, being held accountable to your promises, starting to make bigger promises and starting to not fall back into the flakiness. Okay. And this ties into what we've noticed being the gap in for a lot of programs or coaching out mm. there in the new age realm, which is you come into these programs, you understand how to work through the emotional energetic realm. But then when it okay. comes into the, the actual, like your impact in the world, like how are you impacting people and the world and that really comes down to Check. your integrity which like first and foremost like how aligned are you with your word Check. your promises the things that you say and i became so aware of this you know when, when you try to do things on your own you become aware of how much you're not honoring your word in certain moments and mm. times and when you're in a space where Check. men are holding the mirror up around you and you realize oh fuck i'm actually not i'm not holding myself accountable i'm, I'm not actually following through executing on what i say and I, th and I know that's where a lot of men start to feel weakened they lose their confidence True. in like saying they're going to do things and they're not doing it so where do you see this new age spirituality which we're fully aware of which is like all the medicine ceremony the rituals all the sacred spaces all the embodiment stuff that people embark on all the ceremony breath works and doing the deep processing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I've noticed a lack of actual change in, in, in life. People that go out and always in ceremony, they'll come back and like, what's actually different in your life? What, what are you not impacting because of this big internal breakthrough that you had? Mm -hmm. And that missing piece being the integrity, which is like, what is a big bold promise that you're going to make to yourself and also the people sure. around you? And then how are you then going to follow through and deliver on that? What do you think the breakdown is there? For people who may be watching this and going, I've done a lot of programs before and nothing's really changed. Mm -hmm. uh, I've read all the books and nothing's really shifted. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that is the integrity piece? Or do you think that is a, still a part of a, an avoidant pattern of just looking for the answers outside of you instead of actually hmm. ex executing on what you know? Fuck. Okay, you said a lot there, but in a, you, I think you're conceptualizing really well. So I think the starting point is recognizing that the practices of opening up in a new age way on exploring your emotions, those have qualities of allowing, right? So it's very much like allowing, overflowing, especially as, as men, if you haven't actually done the work and you have unprocessed emotions, suppressed emotions, anger, all these things, the first step for us is actually to allow it, to give yourself permission to, to rinse it off and let it be seen, let it be felt, all those things. And I think that is absolutely needed the problem is, I think that feeds into, it, it can feed into a realm of hedonism when you just become addicted to feeling and like the sense of self-discovery. And so you're just, it's literally like almost like emotional masturbation because you're just like constantly in this place of, of feeling and allowing. Big part of this is because of the trauma. We've just been so traumatized. And so like, we, this is what we are getting off because we just didn't have access to it before. So now we're like over giving ourselves permission to feel and to allow and to flow because we, we've either been so constrained or so directed, like you can't do this, you can't do that. So as a part of a rebellious attitude, right? You're like, so fuck it, as a resistant of the rules, now I go, go out and be free, yeah. right? I gotta go be liberated. My emotions liberated, my body, my attitudes, my belief systems liberated. And I think that the new age kind of goes into that tangent. Now, the negative side of that, I think is, and the missing link is, you're missing 
order and you're missing shape and you're missing patterns and you're missing and when you and what I mean by those things is you can only have order if you have pillars, if you have foundations. And what are foundations? Foundations are virtues, foundations are values, foundations are unbreakable rocks that allow you to build something. Because if you're just wavy and flowy through and through, there's no spine, there's no hardness to it. And in order to build civilization, in order to have a family, in order to keep your word, there needs to be some unshakability to it. And so it's good that we take on this new age stuff, because then you go and open up and embrace. However, then you gotta go back and return to the world of pattern, of order, of virtue, of value. Like, okay, now I dissolved it, I turned into chaos, I did my psychedelics, I did my breath work, I lost a sense of self, but now I gotta come back and construct a sense of self, mm -hmm. right? Like, how do I construct it? And integrity, it's one of the pillars, absolutely. Because as a one-to-one, -one, it's the relationship within your word, right? That is, in the program, we talk about this in the character domain, which is, if you don't have a, relationship with your word and integrity as a matter of one-to-one, -one, meaning I am my word. You can be out here looking for life purpose. You can be out here looking for a sense of identity. But if you remove all this and you're exploring, your first arrival, like your first direction towards where do I go in my self-development journey is I want to be one-to-one -one with my word, with my mm -hmm. promises and my integrity. That's it. If you don't have any other work you want to be doing, you can literally close all the tabs on self-development, all the books and stuff. You're like, the work that I want to do is keep and honor all my promises one-to-one -one, every single day of my life that will just create such potency and such momentum and results i love that yeah damn and then and then the deeper element is what are the right promises what are the right promises to make you got it yeah you got it and that's where the spirituality that we've gone deep into or me personally recently have really gone deep into trying to understand my relationship with god and higher power and what are those promises that god wants me to make for Same. myself to maintain that strength of connection with, with him mm -hmm. as, as surrendering to that plan, not my personal right. plan of like, this is what I want. Like, what is the plan that God wants for me? And that's, Gee. there's like a deeper level of integrity there. It's almost like a spiritual integrity. <laughs> like, how can I stay disciplined with God's plan? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the, that's the bridge that we're talking about here because you've got the transformational ceremonial realm of dissolving our plan to connect with a larger plan. But then how do you maintain that? day to day, True. moment to moment, and hold that integrity with, okay, I, I promised myself that I was going to fast today to start to build a stronger connection with God. Like what, what are the things I need to abstain from and maintain that commitment to myself because it's also True. supporting my commitment to God. Mm. I've, I've noticed that for me as well, like so much clarity, clarity comes from. Mm. I believe that is a, the byproduct of living in integrity, living in purpose, living with intention and commitment to oneself and God is clarity. And how would you define clarity? I know you feel it. Like some, yesterday we were even talking in the car while we were driving after 18 hours into our fast and going, I was just like, man, I just feel, I just feel clear. And the channels are clear, you know? Tee, tee, tee. Um, how would you describe that state? Hmm. It's, it's very subtle. Dev definitely has qualities of focus, mm -hmm. has qualities of like very quick adaptability, like circumstances just don't, you just, you just flowing with them. Almost like, almost let the chips fall, fall more where they may. You're just falling and moving through them. Focus, there's a moment, but there's a pace to momentum. So it doesn't feel like a massive, like a massive wave of momentum. It's a consistent momentum that's going throughout the day. Clarity. I mean, you also talk brought about like almost like spiritual purpose clarity. And that's something in itself. And I want to bring back to the integrity point because 
there is something to be said about the clarity on like the day-to-day or the clarity that's self-manufactured of like, I have these goals, I have this vision that I want for myself that I want to manifest and like, I'm very clear on that. There's an aspect of self-manufacturing that clarity. And there's also the, the clarity of like being in the unknown from a place of faith, for example, right? Which is like, if you have consistency on your spiritual practices, for example, your trust, your faith, your grace, it's like, I may feel lost or I may have just lost this client or, or work's not going really well, but there's a clarity that I must stay on track. It's like a bigger sense of clarity. And that one, fuck, that, that resonates from within. Like yeah. that really resonates from within. And, and I feel, if anything, you know what you're bringing up? It's like, I feel like that is one of the most worthwhile conversations to be had as a, as men and women, just like all of it. It's like, what, what is the distinction between a sense of clarity that's self-manufactured versus a sense of clarity that's on trust of a greater, of a greater will, of a greater path that you're on. Damn. How does that feel like? How does yeah. that feel like for you? Because like, there's a key distinction, right? I'm sure you feel it. It's key, yeah. Because this, it goes into the larger conversation of we may think we have clarity, but in reality, we've, we've been programmed to think we have clarity okay. when in reality, we're not actually connected to God. Hmm. And example in my life where I was starting to be an accountant and started to start work in the corporate world, I thought I was clear on that's what I wanted until Gee. I got it and realized, well, actually, that's not, that's not it. That's not what God, God wanted for me. Gee. Tying this back into the new age spirituality thing, you may think that you need to go on the ayahuasca ceremony, but is that clarity that's come from God or is that clarity that's come from your social programming? The fucking TikTok videos, the YouTube, the mushroom podcast, yeah. the, uh, the mushroom podcast, the Netflix documentary on psychedelics. The whole told you this. The whole algorithm just told you to come through it. Exactly, exactly. Holy shit. And that fucking sense of righteousness that we have about it. You're like, no, this is my path. This is my calling. This is my new yeah. belief system. And who's to say, like, that you just, like you just said, you get invalidated because the, the eco chamber that you're around, right? That's something we question on the program all the time. It's like, you must always question the eco chamber you're in because you, you may not even know how much it's leading your actions, your belief systems, your day-to-day, the way you eat, the way you, fuck, even the way you breathe, considering breath work or something mm, like that, right? Mm, man, that's what I loved about reuniting with you. In, like last year in 2022, uh, well, once COVID, we were allowed to travel again. Me and Augusto were split, split up for, Two, two, two and a half years Dang. after hanging out in Toronto, living in Toronto together for two years and then yeah. being away for two years. It's almost like we separated eco chambers. <laughs> and then when I came back and reunited with you, it was like worlds colliding and you blasted open my, my paradigm because I was being fed and receiving the same information, living in Perth. My algorithm was feeding me the same thing. I was hanging out with the same kinds of people. We were just having the same conversations. Then spoke with you and I was like, oh, like, it blew me open. I was like, wow, I've, I'm actually... In a program, mm. a new age program. <laughs> and I, I know it, this may trigger people because if you're in that program and you hear something that goes against your rooted belief systems, no, no, this is what's true. It's very scary for the mind to, to let go of that. Mm. You know, it, was, it, it is really scary, right? And these conversations that we're having now are now coming from a, like a larger perspective where I'm questioning everything. Mm. questioning everything like questioning every like questioning it to myself like does is this god's plan for me is this true is this true is this true that you know we need to go out and go on these these like ceremonial adventures all the time is this is that what it means to be spiritual you know and really discovering what what is the what is the answer to that for oneself and and one's 
own relationship with God because even the group, the religion paths have their own rules that may not feel true for an individual. I'd love to know more about how you've been able to discover that for yourself. Like what is true clarity? What is true guidance compared to, you know, seeing a program? Because uh, yeah, you, you question things a lot with, with especially being in Tulum right now. It's so easy to get pulled into this event happening and this is how we all, this is how everyone dances and the clothes that everyone wears out here. And even to, this is how everyone speaks if you're spiritual. Gee. You, know, you can see it in the like a, in the way that they will go about expressing something. They'll say something that's coming up for you. You see the the culture, the culture cult coming through it, even through language. It's like it starts to spread into clothing, yes. belief systems. It's it's wild because we're coming from a place of void. Meaning, so we start young. You start young. There's very little virtue and religion pursuits that we got. There's very little, at least in the West, very little spiritual guidance from a virtuous level that allows you to be like, I'm not too attached to the rules, but I can see the principle. And so what happens is as a man, especially, I'm just going to talk for a man. So for a man, then you start growing old and there's no rite of passage. There's no passing on like a really like solid in place. Like this is the values that you should stand for. Either men, either our fathers, our uncles, our grandparents are not doing that or culture as a whole is not doing it. As a new age comes around, plus the fucking social media eco chamber, deploys the algorithms that are now feeding you at least a sense of purpose, a sense of like, well, there is something on the other side, which I think speaks to like a void that the soul wants to have fulfilled, right? It's like, ah, I want to believe something greater. I want to feel something greater, right? The part of the psychedelics, but like, it's like, I want to feel something greater. So then you go into that, you stay into that because again, if you're just approaching the realm of the senses, right? This is new age is very sensorial, very feeling oriented, like then it's easy to succumb to it and just be taken by it. Like you're just like riding that wave because it feels good. So you're going for feeling good. And in questioning that, the reason why I believe is scary is like you said, now you're removing the identity. So like if I'd say if you challenge this, but there's actually nothing else because the new age is so based on who you are yeah. and what you're out, the, I, the big I am, right? Which it's just solidly founded on you. There's no, like, because you are supposedly God, supposedly consciousness, so then you should have the answer. But what's actually is real is that you don't have the answer. And there is a glimpse of God. And this is, I'm speaking from my own learning. There is a glimpse of God in you, but that doesn't mean you are God. You're not a God. You're not a goddess. That is not accurate. That is not the case. And if you remove that, all of a sudden, you're just like left groundless. You start falling because there's no you actually don't have a safety net, a spiritual safety net. Mm -hmm. And so the, in order to embrace that, first you got to realize that there is a clear hierarchy and God is well, way ab well above me and acknowledge it so that I can then, if I can surrender into the identity and the labels, then it's like, okay, well, I st God still got me or the creator or, or a higher consciousness, but it's not at the same level as I am. Mm -hmm. When it gets scary is that the, all the knowledge of connecting with the creator, I think of God, but like that higher source is so either diluted and negatively, I guess, portrayed by religion. And then the spiritual or the spiritual aspect of connecting with God is almost occult in a way that it's so hard to reach yeah. that then you end up on this, like it's either new age or religion, but then God, you got to realize like religion is just a form of rules and, and agreements that are, that are this collective and culture has come together now does a religion to basically say, this is how you get close to God in the way that we see it. But there is a God that is also eager to call upon you. And it's like trying to connect with you. 
but then you're like either this or either that. But there's a huge space in between in which you can be like, God, I want to get to know you and like get so that I don't fall into full schizophrenia and I don't go into like this deeply analytical, like, oh my God, God needs to be this. There's a father, or there's this picture, or this cross, or this Kabbalah, or this, or the Hindu goddesses. It's like, no, no, no. I'm take a step back and I'll surrender from a place of trust. And I think it's good if you've had new age experiences because you've connected with the spiritual realm in some way. Yeah. So you're like, okay, I'm familiar with something there. Now I just declare that it's completely unknown. It's not archangels. It's not a star seed. It's just all unknown. And then you become humble, right? This is like the fear of God comes through. It's like, God, now that I've gotten all this, like illuminate me, like help me because you go into a void. Unless you actually do that, then it, it opens up a whole new realm where God is now, if you invite him in at least, the beginning stages is to now like commence a dialogue with him. Yes. Right? Not necessarily in the form of prayer, not necessarily like meaning like a regulated sentence, mantra that you're speaking mm -hmm. to, although that's, that can work. I mean like an internal dialogue so that you get to detect what is the difference between me smoking weed and thinking I'm talking to angels and archangels and, and I'm a starseed and aliens are communicating and tell me what to do versus I'm talking to my ancestors versus I'm talking to God versus I'm talking to the devil versus it's just my mm -hmm. own schizophrenia. Like you need that internal discernment compass. And that's what's missing in the new age. It's just like allowing all this channeling to be done, but there's no righteous inside inner compass that is like, all right, now I can detect it. This is from here. This is from here. Mm. This is worthwhile pursuing. This is not. Man, wow. I loved how you explained that. That's juice right there. Right? Yeah, and even the book that we're, you're reading and I've been picking up, Discernment of Spirits really goes into some of that. It's like building that internal compass. And I feel like it's so important now because I've been aware, even just in recent videos that I posted online, even just the word God elicits a reaction from people because mm -hmm. they're so triggered by the idea of a higher power, the idea True. of faith and spirituality, or even religion, True. that people have now become so disenfranchised from any of it, so disconnected from all of it, mm -hmm. that there is the nihilism, that there is the belief that there's nothing, there's not like nothing, and then there's, the, there's that missing connection True. that we've discussed before that is almost imperative. It's almost the most important thing True. because every other worldly pursuit is trying to fill a void unless you have that connection with your higher power. Mm -hmm. And we've decided to make the program like as from a, from a rite of passage perspective to, to help men rediscover their masculinity. The ultimate, ultimate form of masculine connection is, is with God, right? It's with, mm. it's with the, the almighty father, you know? And we were speaking before about how when a man has that connection, you know he's a man of value. You know he's a man you can rely upon. You know he's a man you can trust because he's, he's built those foundational pillars of like, hey, I, I don't need anyone in this world. All I need is my connection with God. And if God's with me and my connection with faith and I know I'm held and always forgiven or always taken care of, or if, you know, I fall, if I fail, I know I'm going to be picked back up, that like unlocks a new level of virtue in, inside another man that you can feel. And now the question we're asking is how do, you, how do we help a man discover that? Not just a man, but anyone. How do we help someone discover that? And what we're realizing is it can't be just one path. It can't be like, it's this. True. You go this way and you will discover it. It's presenting an experience to someone, which is not like an immediate, take this drug, take this medicine, and you're going to discover God and everything will be different. No, it's like, come with us on a path of getting really uncomfortable and letting go of all of the things that may be blocking your connection to having clarity. <laughs> learn about what's actually happening during these times and learn about the differences and what this means, what this feeling may represent based on 
all some of these ancient texts, all some of these enlightened masters, all some of these, all the vast spiritual literature that's out there. Bring, bring it together. Go on an experience and learn while you're having the experience, and then you get to formulate maybe your own understanding mm -hmm. of what that represents for you in, in life. And so, how do you feel, like you know, because this is fresh, fresh in our minds, and I'm glad we're getting to share this. But how do you feel about people choosing to walk that path, and then what do you feel like must happen? for them to start to develop a relationship with the higher power, like this discernment aspect that you're talking of. Like all we know is like, hey, I'm, I'm connected to my spirit because I'm feeling all these things and I've taken mushrooms a few times and I do breath work in the mornings. I'm connected to spirit and it's moving through me and if oh, it's a sign I need to go this way. And how do we start to deepen the discernment compass? Is mm -hmm. there a pathway? What, what is the pathway from, from your perspective so far? So the question you're asking is, what is the, what is the pathway and what must happen, right? Mm -hmm. What is the pathway to the sermon and what must happen? What's the kind of thing that must happen? Before I get into that, dude, I want to answer what you said about there's like a righteousness behind following God. And like, I think you said it, you said it abstractly and it's a big statement and I want to get even more specific. As you were speaking, I'm like, trying to reflect this, like, why is that truth? But like truth is in like capital T. And I was trying to like absorb what you were saying and I think it's because you put in so much work and emphasis on the principle, like the higher principle, that you're not speaking to like a religious, even though you're saying like God the Father, like you're still speaking to like the bigger principle. Yeah. And I want to emphasize on that because, so you said that a man that's worth following, that's that's a leader, it's a, it's a follower of God, right? It's a, it's a follower of God. And I'm thinking to myself like, okay, well, what constitutes that relationship? What is that mm -hmm. he's getting out of it that makes him a man? Mm -hmm. And what is it specifically that it's, that it makes him a man out of that relationship? And I think, as you were speaking, I feel like the two biggest thing is there's a life generating element to this. There's a life generating element. There's a potency element to this that is as a result of that relationship. And what I mean by that is I'm taking, I'm thinking about the sun. Like I'm thinking literally about the sun. And I'm thinking about someone that like carries, you know, like you can tell they're carrying, uh, their, their spirit is enlivened, right? They're radiant. And what I'm, the quality that I perceive in them, is, it's life-giving. They're life-giving. They're a contribution. They're helpful. They're service-oriented. They're leaders. They speak up. They're fearless. They're, they're generating. There's, a, there's an extra potency that's available to them out of their relationship with that. There's a faith. There is even a positivity, yes. right? So this, this are all things that are life-generating. You enter a situation, a circumstance, a workplace, and you add to that rather than subtract to that. And the, the key distinction here from removing it from new age into becoming a follower of God or almost like an a hierarchy level, like I'm below him, is that now here you're self-generating to yourself, whereas here you're asking for generation, like you're asking it for it to be generated through you. The, the, either your path, your potency, your connection with them, which like then unblocks more things, where here you're just looking at the self. You're unlocking your own manifestation. You're unlocking your own goals. You're unlocking your own Ayurvedic diet. You're unlocking your own mushrooms. You want to unlock your trauma. So it's like very much self-oriented, which is this, it speaks a lot about the status of the world. And when you're saying about God, how fucked up it is, I think it's particularly fucked up, but some others might disagree that you will bring up the word God. And instead of having it be something that's aspiring, something that like, you just literally have to take a look at the day to day and see like, how the fuck is everything even possible? I shouldn't say fuck. How is, is everything so magnificently possible from like an organic matter? Forget about the ether, just like the stars, just on the earth. And the fact that we all carry this internal worlds. For me, it's almost how can you not see a God? Mm -hmm. 
Mm. How can you not see a God when it's like, it's clearly so beautiful. Everything that makes our soul, everything that makes nature is like, you just have to be, either you're not paying enough attention because the, the remaining feeling is like a sense of awe. And then you can't give yourself that awe because this is just given. And then that's kind of where that surrender comes from. But that's one of the things that gets, gets unlocked rather than like the self looking. So there's like an element of awe. So I'd say that that's a good starting point for like God relation. You're like, look at the beauty that is being human. Look at the beauty that it is that I came out of nowhere, out of the love or the intimacy of two beings coming through. There's just so much overwhelmness that no matter how much you believe in science, you just have to be like, how in beyond the understanding of the science, how is this even possible? Why are we even here? You start entering into the theological realm. If you go too philosophically, you lose the beauty, like the beauty is the thing that makes it so special. It's like the beauty is like, wow, it's the love of our parents that brought us here. What is love? And then you enter a whole new realm, right? Then the love of God, the love of creation. It's a whole different dimension. And then what I think unlocks it even further is commitment to exploring it with integrity, which means that just like we feed our bodies and we try to, this is the benefits of new age, right? You go into a healthy diet, you go into Ayurvedic medicine, cleaning your system, your vessel. I think this is all awesome. And equally, we must be committed to putting effort into our spiritual practice, right? Like actually putting in the work because we're so far away from hearing the word of spirit or the word of God that we may, you have to still accept that we may be, we may be hearing other things. Maybe yeah. your own thought that's like self-deluding, that's just literally confusing yourself. And then God may come in a place of righteousness and give you a grace where you start crying and you know, because something hits you with massive realization. Or maybe it's a huge piece of shame, right? A huge piece of shame that you're like, I don't think I can do more mushrooms to get over the shame. Like I need some sort of intervention to clean my soul. Right. And then what's, what I find fascinating is like how they give this power to a plant medicine, but they don't give it to something that for me, it's almost like it's already present because it's here. Yeah. Because it's like the unexplainable universe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The unexplainable nature of the soul. Like this thing, they're already there. So it's almost like you have to make an effort to not look. Because it's the what I've noticed. This is my own experience. Well, the mind wanting a shortcut, mm. the mind not wanting to do the hard stuff. I've just like surrendered deeper, mm-hmm. surrendered deeper to what's already here. Yeah. And because the, the society has set us up so much to to not allow us to to go that deep, it's almost like we then outsource our connection with spirit to some sort of intense practice or some some sort of intense ritual or ceremony. To get that glimpse to clarity, but it's always there. It's always there. And it's like you can carve out enough time in your day to really tune it. It's so hard. It's so simple to do, but so hard to do. Is if you slow down enough and become sensitive enough to every subtle way that you're blocking the flow of God mm-hmm. of coming into your life. If you slow down enough to notice it, it could be just one simple like clenching of the jaw mm-hmm. at a certain moment of conversation. It's blocking God from coming to it. Mm-hmm. And the more you surrender and relax deeper into the moment right now, you then open that relationship some more. And, you know, I, by no means there, but like I I see that as the more authentic, righteous path because it's harder and it's longer. Nice. Yeah. There's a discipline to that spiritual path that looks less experimental and more disciplined. Like it looks like more like this is, there's a sacred there's a sacredness to the way that I eat. There's a sacredness to the food that I put in my belly. There's a sacredness to how I treat myself, what I see with my eyes, what I hear. Like there's a whole sacredness. You start to recognize the sacredness of your vessel, the sacredness of your soul, 
And so it's like, it becomes a little bit bigger, but not from a place of like, I want to do it for myself, but because I want to open myself to, to, to guidance, to guidance. Mm-hmm. From God. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Do you think new age spirituality is making men weak? I think it's making them more offending it. Absolutely. I think what's happening is it has us focusing on this like material sensitivities, all the earthly things, vices, pleasure, feeling more, sensing more, the realm of, which is amazing. It's beautiful. The realm of the feminine, the realm of allowing and feeling. However, I think what's missing is for men to have a sense of order, a sense of virtue, a sense of pattern, big patron, <laughs> literally like a top of a big patron in life, a certain guiding light so that I can determine, so that I can surrender and, and know that this is something that it's far greater, a far greater virtue, a far greater rule than anything that I can come up with for myself. My own inner compass. This is what I was thinking. This is why I think is making men, men weak is because it has us pursuing our own personal values, our own like individual needs. This is what I think I want for myself. But what's missing is like there is a greater need that it's been missing, which is like a greater like at a global level, a collective soul level, like what brings us together. And that kind of realization can only be, I think, channeled from like the greater, the greater power, the God to be like, what, what is the, the guiding principle for all of humanity? What is the government for all of what, what's righteous for living? What's a righteous pursuit? Where it's a righteous values to have as a collective rather than me pursuing my micro needs individualistically. It's like how I get out of myself and to service into others. Mm. How does a man then discover what it means to be strong and masculine? I think the first step is kind of the way that we do in our program, unlocking the areas that are, that are already blocked, right? So looking at the 12 domains of life and seeing what, what's currently not working, what's not fully tapped out, what's not fully tapped in, what the potency that is just channeled. It could be your food, the vision you want for your life, the values, the relationships are lacking, your work is sucking the life out of you, your movement practice is not life-giving, it's life-taking. And so first look into where you're draining other, or, or where you're blocked in because otherwise you cannot, cannot receive and you cannot self-generate it. Big time. How about you? What do you think? Yeah, it goes back to the, what's the, the vice? What is the coping mechanism that you know is weighing you down? When, when you think making men strong, like I used to think that was like go to the gym, like get strong, like work hard, do a lot of physical things and actually during that period of my life where I was the most physically strong, I was the most emotionally and mentally weak mm. because I was not living a life that was authentic to me because I was too afraid to go out there and claim it, yeah. too afraid to speak up and just go after the things that I wanted. And I feel like that's the strong element. A man who, some of the strongest men that I admire right now don't resemble a lot of physical strength, but it's more of like a depth of connection with their own faith so God. Like, and I, I see that to be deeply strong because you can feel the presence of that. Mm. It's like, it's enveloping. It's like, oof, I can feel Oh man, whatever you're tapping into, it's powerful too, yeah. you know? And it's like redirecting that, redirecting men onto the path of wanting to, to deepen that and find that, not mm-hmm. get distracted by the allure of the, the physical pleasures, the, the external sensory pleasures that are out there, the money, the, the, you know, the, the women, the, the food, and the, the, the dopamine. Strength is like cutting that out and actually finding a, a depth of clarity that, that's already here. Sure. And almost like a greater spirituality too. A greater spirituality that is less about connected with myself and more connected with a higher power. Because it's very easy to consider yourself spiritual because you meditate, because you believe in or believe in consciousness, or because you've done mushrooms and you've connected with Pachamama on the earth, which I think they still fit within the realm of spirituality. Don't get me wrong. 
And there's like a greater spirituality that, for example, from a spiritual perspective, that it allows you to, like from a connection with God, it's like, it, it should be hard. Like it almost like what I mean, like it should be, it should be challenging because it's almost like, I feel like we have to overcome our like animal instincts. Like it's like in many ways, that's the, like the most masculine practices are particularly challenging, right? Like yeah. you do an ice bath, you do like solid breath work or you do a crazy fast. Like they're, they're demanding things that allow you to, like I'm going to lose my sense of self. I got to stop relying on myself and I got to like fucking need help from the outside. And that can come from a negative place of realization of like all the shit that I'm dealing with. And it can come positively as to like, I can also renounce the fact that like, why am I even here? Like, it's like, there's a great, good, like, I'm like, I don't know my purpose, but there's clearly your purpose. And that's like, it's the starting point. That's the easy one. But in order to just like allow it from a spiritual perspective, you're looking at, it almost has to be more forceful. Also, because we're battling such fucking negative forces that are keeping us animalistic, that are keeping you earthy. All the food is too good, the porn is too good, the Instagram is too good, the YouTube videos is too good, the Netflix shows are too good. And so there's like, everything is almost built for self-indulgence, for self-pleasure. And so they like, literally have to make a fucking effort to purge my mind, the music, the sounds, like everything to just be like, I'm going to try to be at least as pure as possible. But like reclaiming it from a place of righteousness, not from a place of... Yeah, just from a place of like following your instant pleasures, follow the, following the instant gratification. So, I feel, for me, the fastest way of getting closer with God is earning my pleasure and not giving in to the instant pleasures that are always around. True. Checking the phone or going to have that piece of food or going to just like binge watch a TV show or giving in to the instant pleasure of the thing that your mind wants right away compared to choosing to abstain, choosing to listen and maintain a sense of sense with what, what you really need in this moment. And then allows for when you do have the pleasure, it, it can come from a place of righteousness that this is actually bringing me closer to God because now I'm enjoying the worldly pleasures that God has given us mm-hmm. rather than unconsciously going into it, which then turns it into a, a form of like numbing and escapism, even on a subtle level. Dude. I, I think, man, if you can learn to manage the temptations, that's what they are, right? It's like the, the, the temptations that are all there. It doesn't mean that if you are abstaining from you know, watching porn for a week, that means, okay, now I can jack one off on the weekend because I watch porn. So, what, you, and what ends up happening if you're doing it properly or you're doing it with, with the intention of getting closer to God, once you abstain from certain instant pleasures, you're like, actually, I, I don't need that mm. at all. True. That's not actually necessary in my life at all. Mm. And then a lot of those vices tend to just fall away True. once you push past the discomfort of like wanting to get to, what's it like on the other side of that? What, what, what's actually becomes available on the other side of me letting go of these mm-hmm. addictions? And you get it, you're like, Reclaiming, once you reclaim that sacredness, you're also reclaiming your sacredness in yourself. And so it takes a, like, no fap or not watching porn all of a sudden stops being about because I want more testosterone and more so because I want to have a clean vessel. I don't want to be toxic in my mind. I don't want to be toxic in my eyes. And, like, it's the same action. Like, you're stopping to watch porn. You're stopping to do toxic things. But the purpose behind it is completely different. But it's like, you want to eat clean, but you want to eat clean because you want to look good. You want to eat clean because you want you want to allow space for more life force to you, for more spirit, for more of God to come through you. Same action, right? Yeah. Exactly yeah, the same yeah, action. Yeah. 
it creates a path to follow, you know, for men who are choosing to, to walk this, which is why trying to do it on your own is, is fucking challenging. True. And the invitation is there. Like, this is why we're doing this work. We're setting the spaces for men to come in, be guided, but also be held accountable with other guys and with the focus of, like, let's see what it's like True. on the other side of breaking all of these, 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 these impediments to knowing what it's like to be connected with a, a higher power, higher truth. Mm-hmm. And letting that move to move you in life too because it's it's way better <laughs> being on both sides right? i think so wow i love being pulled man i, I love think being so. pulled you just like strap in let's go i think so yeah it's a whole different layer of armor that cannot be manufactured by yourself yeah when you when you when you feel backed up by either brothers or god or unlock potency all of a sudden it's not all of a sudden. You've worked so hard so that you cannot be beaten down. So when something does come, it's like, I'll get back up. There's mm-hmm. nothing There's nothing that can stop me. There's I can see it in my brothers. I can I can feel it in my heart because I can like I can, I can get over this. Yeah. It doesn't matter the, the grace of living, the grace of being alive, plus the life force that's running through me because I've unlocked it. That We want to keep it consistent. And that's, I think, another reason why we, we did the design of the program the way that we did it's like, how do we ensure that not only are you not solo doing it and lone, lone wolfing this shit, but you're actually joining others that are in it so that we can consistently be consistent, not allow anybody to be left behind and then explore together. It's like, okay, what does excellence look like? What does master look like? What does the connection with God look like? What does potency look like? What is the greater truth that, the truth that we're pursuing? But like humbly and respectfully while having each other's back, man, I feel like that kind of momentum, that kind of engine, that comes with that's the work that's being done together fuck yeah big time all right if you guys want to if you've been watching this and you want to inquire more about what what that looks like or be supported in that journey click the link on my instagram bio jordan Callow show one follow gusto on instagram at the practice journey more content like this to come thanks for thanks for watching thanks for listening appreciate you thanks so much my friend for tuning into this video i hope you enjoyed the conversation today and leave a comment below if there's anything that sparked your curiosity or anything you would like us to explore next in a future video and if you enjoyed this dialogue between my brother Augusto and I then we actually run a men's program together called the path now the idea of the path the intention is to support our fellow men stepping onto a pathway to discovering more potency more clarity more connection more confidence in all of the areas of life right we go into 12 different domains which encompass relationships finances career movement health spirituality We really go into all the areas to unlock, discover, and measure, and track our performance. Most importantly, the core of all of this is is a community, is a tribe, is a brotherhood that we're looking to bring together. And after completing a few rounds now, it's really confirming to me that this is where it's at. You know, bring men together, come together to do this work, and really support each other in a container where it's safe, where we have each other's back, and there's, there's accountability. So if it calls to you, if it resonates to you and you're watching this, you want to learn more, go to thepathbrotherhood.com. That's thepathbrotherhood.com. And you can learn more about the upcoming program and enrollments are currently open. So I really look forward to seeing you on the inside. Take care, my friend. Ciao.